0: Hi guys, welcome to season two, episode five of the Manly Fat podcast. I am joined, as ever, by faithful friend, friend, um, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Roman Conrad. How are we, Roman?
1: I'm all right. You see, when you said faithful friend, then I thought you were going to turn to Ross and say, how are you, Ross? So, <laughs> and, Do you know what? I feel appreciated right now. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, I like to, you know, I like to throw your ball every now and again. But I'm not even, I'm oh, not even going there. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ro-
1: Ross has introduced himself <laughs> yet again and lowered the tone yet again. Yeah,
0: the tone his, uh, <laughs> We are joined by co-host and um, just all round great guy, uh, Mr. Ross Hunter. How are we, Ross? I'm good, Stu. How are you? Good, good. So Ross has just come back off holiday. Tell us about this holiday, Ross.
2: Well, seeing as just before we started recording, Rom has told me that my face looks like I've overindulged. I thought it was quite a nice start to our podcast, really, to be fair. So, yeah, it was good.
1: <laughs> um, right. So, you know, last week you you were in the Man be Fat Challenge. You sent a picture of what you were having for tea. What were we having for tea that night, Ross?
2: It was, I think it was a about a three kilogram pulled pork that was slow roasted and smoked for about 10 and odd hours. It was very nice.
1: It just looked like it had been carved straight from the, uh,
2: what was it, pork? Yeah, so we did it. We straight straight from the pig. It. Yeah. it was On the butcher's it, slab. Boom. It was lovely. It was very, very nice. Enjoyed it. It looked Go good.
0: On. Could you sink a few beers with that, Ross? Um, yes,
2: <laughs> far, far, far too many beers. So I'm actually I'm actually thinking about completely stopping till the marathon, which is April next year. That's what I'm I'm I'm
0: I'm on day. Right, okay, no. I think I might
1: have to do that with you as well. Oh yeah. no, let's let's yes. pin you
0: down now because it, I would say for at least the past three podcasts, <laughs> you've been threatening to I'm, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop. So so <laughs> come on, let's, let's let's delve into it.
2: Okay, can I can I go from now till Christmas? Is that fair enough? Is that, what,
0: is, that what, is that what you're thinking?
2: And then at least I can have a few beers at Christmas and then I'd stop again until the marathon, which is April.
1: Can, can I, I'll join you on that one. But obviously I've got like two Christmases and two New Year's to get through. Um, you can only have one you know, of so, All right, okay, all right. <laughs> Don't get greedy. Um, <laughs> right, all
0: right, let's, let's do it then, yeah? The three of us. I'll stop, but can I stop? In September. i uh,
2: will do it from the 1st of September
0: then. 1st of September until
2: when? Uh, when should we say? About uh, the 20th Mad of ma- December?
1: No, Mad Friday. Mad Friday. Is that Mad Friday? That's Mad Friday this year is the 18th. Right. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, the 18th.
0: So we'll, we'll go to the Friday the 18th of December, yeah? Okay.
1: I'm going with that. And if, and if any listeners want to join us with that, don't forget to post pictures or stuff like that like you found non-alcoholic beer and whatever on the community page and things like that. So yeah,
0: this is a great opportunity to do a review of non-alcoholic beer and record it. I think Roman, I'll leave that idea with you.
1: I, I um, think uh, if you want to, yeah, if you want to, uh, guys, if you if you want to review of non-alcoholic beer,
0: yes, like yes comment if anybody's a teetower out there knows some decent or beers suggest them to us we'll give them a try
2: there's the winner I've already got the the winner in my
0: fridge right so Bex Blue's the worst one that's well established I'll establish that no that's the standard that's
1: the standard Erding is one of my favourites
0: no it's the worst one by far Uh, okay so 1st September 19th for December
2: yeah yeah okay
0: what's what's the forfeit
2: They've they've got well, we've they've got to take us out for that meal that you showed.
0: Right. Okay. What yeah? meal? Brewski. Yeah. Oh, that meal. So the forfeit is that one of the the first one to quit has to take the other two out to Brewski and pay for a meal. The holidays count if you're on holiday. Yeah, the holidays count obviously.
1: So I can't think a beer on a holiday.
0: Well, are you going away?
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to going to Wales. Two weeks with misses. I'm uh, lucky. Butlins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm going to Wales. To Did I you say I'm lucky with the misses? No. Yeah. No, no, I no, love no, my missus very much. It. He's not going I'll to Wales. Going you can't drink.
2: He's just looking forward to going to Bangor for two weeks. <laughs> oh, there we are.
1: did
0: Check you know second innuendo I, <laughs>
1: five minutes in. I used that joke on my brother's wedding day I said to her, I said uh, Steph and Lisa don't know where they're going for uh, their honeymoon but I get the impression they go
2: to Wales well they all have really said he's going to bang her for a week <laughs> <laughs> brought <Wales> her house <laughs> down to be fair I did so, yeah. that my best man's speech as well must be quite an old used joke that one isn't it I think so
0: So we've got so we've got a guest on, which is which is great as 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 ever, rather than just us free rambling on. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, mindfulness. Now I hope that that's not switched everybody off um, and what mindfulness is and how we can um, how we can kind of develop a bit of mindfulness in our own lives and what it can do for us. So um we spoke we've got as a guest um Arjun Kumar who works for Mammy Fats, uh, parent company Thrive Tribe. tribe. Uh, you may have seen his talks, he did a Mammy Fat talk a couple of months ago around mindfulness and meditation. Welcome, Arjun, how are you?
3: I'm very well, thanks, Stuart. How are you keeping?
0: Yeah, I'm good, folks. I'm yeah. good. We've been wanting to do this for a while, to be honest. Um, I a lot of my ideas come from other podcasts, <laughs> blatant plagiarism I'll Be honest. Um, so I was listening to Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan very much marmite with a podcast, um, and he had um, a really they have kind of really experts on on stuff like this, and he had a guy who's basically the whole thing was around breathing and how it can help your life. And I thought, you know what, let's have a, let's maybe not go to that level, but let's 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 explore that a little bit. Um, so I asked the guys uh, who's the best person to talk to it for our tribe and. You with a man.
3: well? I'm, I'm blushing. Uh, it's great. It's great to be here. I've uh, I've I've listened to some of the uh, the podcasts that you guys have done, and uh, yeah, it seems like a great service for the community. And there's some some really good thinkers out there. So yeah, happy happy to be here, guys.
0: Well, Thanks
2: for
0: to, coming on. Excellent. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm going to ask the, yeah, I'm going to ask Rom and I'm going to ask Ross. Um, to give me what they think that mindfulness is, and then Arjun's going to come in and tell us what it really is. No, I do the quiz. So, sorry, <laughs> no, yeah, a little, a little taster. <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with Roman. Roman, so, t- to you, what what do you think that mindfulness
1: is? I, I don't know. I could, if I was going to guess, mindfulness um, is just basically a lot of thinking without overthinking. I don't... That's, that's what I think it is, maybe. Um, when you've got a bit of time to yourself and you have a think, but then stopping yourself from overthinking because that's what I do. I'll overthink stuff and then I forget why I'm thinking about it and then I'll just be all stressed again. So, I, you know, without... Yeah. Thinking without overthinking, maybe. I don't know. That's what it... I think that's what it might be. I'll reserve my oh.
3: comments until you guys will...
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have get up and walk out of the room and just like he's any shave I think I you have thought that <laughs>
2: oh no
0: Ross <laughs> um,
2: I think it's to do with being in the moment and, and putting you and but you are here right now and a lot of people are always it's a bit like Rom saying is everyone's always thinking about things in the future um but i think i don't know i think it's all about being in the here and now um i remember reading was it something about if you're feeling stressed out touch touch or what are three things can you see what five things can you touch or something i don't know if that's mindfulness or another thing on those lines i think it's supposed to like ground you and bring you back to where you are at uh, that mm. time i think i think that's it and that's me kind of guessing um but that's my my two penneth <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're getting we're getting closer. <laughs>
2: that's,
3: that's pretty much
2: it that show. What are
3: your thoughts on it, Stuart?
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in between the two. So I think it's it is kind of living in that moment and um, and just being centered where you are. And that's it. And not thinking about what you're going to cook for tea and not thinking about that email you sent and not thinking, oh, I've got to watch, catch up on watching that episode or thinking about, I wonder United are going to sign in the summer or anything like <laughs> that. It's just, it is just, I think Ross was probably right. It's been in a moment. What does man v fat mean to you? Who's wait and enjoy a game of football. Mental health camaraderie. Friends, football, fat loss.
3: Reverse my diabetes. Big, sweaty, fun. Life-changing football. Better and healthy lifestyle. Good competitive sport. Teamwork, banter and weight loss.
1: Create a winning mentality to lose fat.
4: Hard work, regime and
1: football. It means sustainable weight loss.
4: Don't let the boys down and don't let yourself down.
1: Man V Fat. Weigh, play, lose, win. But you can no doubt you will
0: tell us. <laughs>
3: Yeah, cheers, guys. So that's um, an element of, of of all of what you said there. It sort of makes up what what mindfulness is, and it's interesting that you all touched upon um, thinking uh, or overthinking and, and not thinking. And I think there's a bit of a stigma attached to mindfulness that we're trying to stop our thoughts, which which is impossible. I mean, just give it a try. Um, but the, um, the the point of it being is to to be able to accept them and not be overcome by them. So we'd say mindfulness is. Um, just, just paying attention to whatever's going on internally and externally, moment to moment, without any judgment. So it sounds like a bit of a mouthful there, but if we break it down, it's um, what's going on, what's going on in your body right now? Can can you actually pay attention to what's going on? What about your external environment? What's what's actually going on there? What what are you receiving? Um, and then the, the, the thoughts part of it, what's actually going on with, with your thoughts, can can you actually observe the thoughts that are going going on? The non-judgmental part being, um, well, just what it says on the tin. It's we, we tend to as as humans judge and evaluate and and rationalise and organise and plan, which is completely um, normal. We need to do that. It's when they get too much and 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 we sort of get um, overcome or overwhelmed by all of them that we then lose touch with that present moment as, as you mentioned the here and now so there's always something going on here and now um we just tend to forget because we're caught up in in um yeah thoughts about the future thoughts about the past um you know regrets and, and worries or anxieties as, as they can be um using things like our, our environment um you know touch something to touch as you mentioned eros using that sense of um using our sense coming away to our senses to to become grounded again um and and, and as you say yeah be, be be present be in in here and now
0: why do you think that 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 is um it's so important in in today's kind of modern world
3: mm. yeah that's that's a good question i th- i think it's important in in in, in all worlds but um but yes but especially now um just because of the the fast paced nature of, 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 of what we're all, we're all dealing with. Right. There's uh, there's global threats. There's uh, the social media. There's, um, there's our, uh, our our personal career progression. There's, there's the house that we need to buy. There's the rent that we need to make. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that we've got to deal with at the moment. And it's, um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, um, be stopping. It seems like it's accelerating, and that there's more and more on our plates all the time. And um, what, what mindfulness does is to um, to help us embrace our, our human experience as, as as fully as as possible. So us not pushing away things that we don't like, or you know, things that make us uncomfortable, um, rather than than just you know going for the things that we like. Uh, there's there's with, with mindfulness the learning to accept um not judge um and be with all of those things um can can help us actually remain um centered amongst all of that that chaos um that
2: that sort of we're we're all dealing with at the moment so is the is it supposed to uh, because i'm 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 trying to put my thoughts into oh, the way like say i'm driving down the road i'm going to a meeting um i'm a bit stressed out because of this traffic i'm panicking that the person's not going to be there i'm not going to get a sale blah 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 all those things are going through my head and i'm, I'm thinking i've oh, got them away from the kids for the night there's all those kind of things is it just a case of it, it's trying to bring yourself back to oh actually look at that the sunrise is coming up over there over that thing it looks beautiful that and and kind of and that's quite a specific thing Not. I don't suggest you do that while you're on the M6 yeah. um, but um, that, that kind of, is it is it that to try and calm you a little bit is that what the idea of it is
3: yeah I mean I think calming um, that, that sense of being calm is, is definitely a bonus it's, it's, it's a byproduct of, of of being mindful because really there's an understanding that being stressed and having those ruminating thoughts about maybe not getting the sale, or maybe getting the sale, or maybe being late for a meeting, or the over, the, the loads of cars on the road the getting in your way, or the slow driver—that's all happening. It's our appraisal or a perception with all of those things that are happening, which causes the suffering or causes the stress. So that's all still going to happen. But can we? change our our perception of, of what's going on. That Those things will still happen and, and you may not get that sour and you may be late. But but then sort of creating that excessive amount of mental stress and, and worry and anxiety about the situation, which will just be as it is, regardless of any of your thoughts about it. Do we need to be doing all that? And again, it's, it's, it's completely it's, it's human, it's normal. This, this is how our minds are designed um, to, to take in that environment cognitively um using things like our our body how, how is that stress making us feel in, in our body it's, it's a great way to to start I mean we're in our bodies we just forget most of the time right or or the the breathing which is um you mentioned earlier Stu the um the power of the breath now um it's 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 a technique to uh, help us remain present um we're always breathing uh we just tend to not pay attention to it and it's always something i i say is uh you know could could you keep yourself alive if you had to do your own breathing for an hour <laughs> forget a day do you know what i mean I, I don't i just forget that it's happening but when, when we sort of remember um we, we actually that a lot of the time with shallow breathing you know and it's that can just trigger um you know, that sort of physiological response increases of of, of, of stress because I'm telling our brain that we're not getting oxygen. And normally, if we're paying attention to our thoughts in relation to how our breathing goes, there's normally a link between the type of thoughts that are going on and then the um, the, the sort of lack of control that we have over our breathing. And so sort of reconnecting to to the breath, whether it's just taking 10 deep breaths in that moment of Height and stress can, can work wonders into to sort of regulate our system down again and, and realise that everything's still the same, you know, despite all of this, this stuff that we think is going on in in our minds.
0: It's uh, it's really it, it's really um it really it's all about the breathing to me because literally, um, I've I literally at like twenty past six. I just come back from training um, and. One thing that constantly I don't do is when I'm lifting weights, is breathe. Mm-hmm. I tend to homo breath, so so kind of do, my, my trainer always like, deep breath, deep breath, and then you kind of feel as though you're able to, particularly flexibility wise. So if I'm if I'm doing a deadlift, mm-hmm. breathe, breathe out on the on the way up and stuff like that, and it, it tends to make you be able to do a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that is that linked to? Is that a physical thing? Is that a mental thing?
3: I, I think what you described there is that there is a um, a connection between our breath, our physical body, and and our minds, um, and that's a lot of what you, what yoga is about. I mean, yoga means um, union or to, to, to yoke, so it's to connect the mind and, and the body. Now, if we're um, trying to do heavy deadlifting or some yoga position, um, and our minds on, you know, what, what we have for dinner or, or an email, you, you it's pretty easy to see that, uh, the risk of injury is quite high, right. Um, form goes out the window that, you know, we, we're not actually paying attention to, to our muscles, what, what, what we actually engage in when we're, when we're deadlifting, if, if we're not completely there present with, with what's going on, um, who, who's actually carrying it out? And that sort of brings us onto that, the, the idea of being on autopilot. Um, and then, you know, we can look at our exercise and and and, and say, we actually, um, with the, the process of exercising, do we actually know what's going on when, when we are lifting a weight or we are doing a stretch um, or going for a run? You know, because there is always something going on within our bodies, um, always, always. But like I say, we, 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 we tend to get lost in... Um, in, in our thinking mind and, and it can get quite overwhelming that a 45-minute session can just fly by and you don't even know what you've done because we've, we've just been doing everything else apart from the act in which we actually should be engaged in.
0: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Um, away from the exercise side of things. So I know that certain, what you described then, I know from experience um, that a lot of that kind of using your senses and breathing and, and noticing things around you, that's actually a technique that people with anxiety use mm. to try and centre themselves should they be experiencing a, a panic attack. Um, that kind of uh, name three things you can see and, 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 and whatnot. Do we think that, or is that used as a way to kind of like centre somebody but also control the breathing at the same time? from a phys- physiological point of view to try and control that breath rather than the short, sharp breaths that tend to come with a panic attack?
3: Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to sort of go too much on um, the clinical side of anxiety. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, in, in the sense of using um, our, our physical body to detach from perhaps a series of anxious thoughts that can, you know, we, we can get carried away and lost in and... Can create more suffering perhaps more anxiety um, that the body is, is, is a great way to um, to sort of reconnect um, with, with our senses and it's one of the um, meditation techniques is called a body scan meditation which we teach within our um, mindfulness based stress reduction course it's one of the core formal practices and it's um, it's basically paying attention to the different areas and different regions of our body. During the meditation, so it can be done lying down, um, but just the level of attention, and focus needed to feel the sensations in your toes or your calves or your thighs, uh, your hips, and we sort of work all the way from the bottom all the way to the top. It's um, aside from breaking out of the habitual patterns of thinking that's going on because we need to focus on these areas in our body there's an awakening to the sensations in our body. And that can be really great for when we are getting stressed, for example, you know, there's, there's physical, um, signs of of stress within, within our bodies. Uh, this could be, you know, heart rate increases, sweaty, sweaty, um, palms, for, for example, uh, breathing increases, um, dry mouth. These are all physical signs that, um, you know, the sort of fight or flight response has been triggered um, and then the blood goes to where it goes. Um, but noticing what's going on in our body and the changes that, that are occurring, at the time we are faced with a stressful situation, that practice can um, help direct us into the body and, and we can actually feel things changing. And then that could be, um, you know, a a marker for us to... Change um, our response in that moment. You know, when we're sort of faced with stress, we, we, we normally sort of react automatically. Um, you know, we mentioned the sort of the the, the fight or flight um, re- response. It's, it's an automatic reaction, um, yeah. but that reaction is not always appropriate in our day to day situations. Whether you're at work, or you're in a car stuck in traffic, um, so so knowing that there's changes going on in our body. Um, can, can help us then realize that okay there's, there's, there's stress rising, there's stress rising, and with that with that knowledge, with that awareness, we can we, we can actually respond in in, in a more um, fresh and, and, and skillful way rather than the automatic reactions
2: that that, that we might usually operate under i 've done that technique to, to go to sleep. When you, when you lay in bed and you can't sleep and you've got 150 million things yeah. running through your mind I was like right okay because my mum told me to do it a couple of years ago and she was like right just yeah. think about your right foot relax your right foot relax your left foot and then do it all the way up your body and then you, by the time you get like even like your cheek muscles and, and do all that and, and re, just consciously try and relax them it feels really weird it's quite a strange sensation to try and do but it did not it did not make go to sleep though. it is isn't it <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. It does, yeah. That's that's great. <laughs> and it's helpful for that. It's um, one of those things we have to always advise to perhaps do on a, um, a yoga mat on the floor, on a nice comfy bed <laughs> with a pillow. <laughs>
0: do you know when we used to do yoga? So, so just give it a bit of background, Arjun, for so me, Rob and, and Ross used to do like a weekly yoga session, and. Th- I would be honestly afterwards I would just want to go to sleep like, there was still times when, you, when after it didn't finish and we'd be laying on our back I'd be like you know what I could literally just go to sleep right now
2: I was doing yoga yeah I'm with you I was doing a yoga watching the sunrise on the beach last week how good is that oh, it was <laughs> amazing <laughs> that sounds incredible
3: good. and so and so you would you say you were completely present during that that wonderful scene that you just described there um
2: can you can you sort of think back to to your experience yeah, of it? Definitely, it was yeah. it was. I think I was because I had to try and enjoy yoga anyway and enjoy like holding the poses and things like that. But it was obviously I've never done anything like that on a beach watching the sunrise come up and all that. So it was I didn't have beers the night before that one. Stu telling you I was, <laughs> I was up well early, um, but yeah, it was it was a real it was nice. Do you know what I mean? It was lovely. It was really nice. Yeah, sounds idyllic. Whereabouts did you go? Um, I was in South
0: Spain, so I was in Almeria. So, um, yeah, it was good.
3: Enjoyed it. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for listening to the Man V Fat podcast. I'm Dean Bax. And like most men who have joined or thinking of joining Man V Fat, um, I have lost 61.5 kilos of weight in about six seasons. If you're thinking about joining Man V Fat, join up at manvfat.org. Yeah, and that's, um, it's, it's an interesting point there. Again, um, we, um, we, we, we tend to sort of put off our, our, our feelings of, of being present and, and happy and, um, you know, calm and peaceful for holidays. You know, we, we, we here and now what's what's going on is, is, is boring or it's the humdrum of our daily lives and we've got our holidays to look forward to. So that's when we're really that's when we're really relaxed. That's when we're present. And that's not say what you're what you're doing, Ross, but it's what my experience, you know, the, the mind tends to compartmentalize our day-to-day environment because it's so repetitive and we might have seen it over and over again. And, and then we tend to operate on this autopilot mechanism just because we're hardwired to. You know, we, We've done these behaviors over and over again, go to work, the same journey, this, this perhaps the same lunch or the um, coming home, the same route. Um, it can get very, very deflating and it just does not require our presence. Yet when we're on holiday, everything's magical. We can absorb all of the smells and the cycles. In the scenery and you know it's it's a shame if we only have two holidays a year do you know what i mean but with with the mindfulness what, what what it helps to do is to really um really appreciate the present moment for for what it is you know without our judging and labeling of this as being oh, i know this this is boring oh, i've been here before and i've done this before that's just the, the, the mind that's um attaching what what it thinks it knows into this present moment, which, if you know, if, if we're honest and looking at it rationally, has never been before. This here now has never been before. Um, and th- the, the mind is not actually needed in, in the present moment, right? The, the past and the future are just constructs of, of the mind. Does, does, does that make sense? Is it, see what I mean? If, you, if you're talking about what, what's happened before or you're going to talk about what's happened in the future, the here and now, this present moment, which has never been, doesn't actually uh, exist anymore because now that's gone. So we can only talk about that w- w- what's gone now.
0: That's <laughs> so on my level because I, I'm, a big, um, I'm a big believer in, uh, and I don't necessarily have to practice it all the time, but I'm a big believer in that it doesn't really matter what's been and it doesn't really matter what's to come because... <laughs> like you say, they're constructs of the mind and every decision you've ever made, whether it's good or bad, and it's led you up to this moment. So it doesn't really matter now, anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's quite a, um, I think for you to be able to reconcile and and be done with, with your past, but for, for many of us, you know, things can, can have a hold over us, right. Um, you know, our, our, our past, our memories, we've got attachments and emotions and, and history. um, you know, a lot of this comes from our childhood conditioning, you know, our, our parents, how, how are they? What, what, what were we absorbing when we were younger? Um, you know, what schools did we go to? What, what did they like and dislike? And what environment did I grow up? And all of that sort of shapes our perceptions. Right. And then if we don't really pay attention, it, we're just going to be operating based on all of that. That stuff that's got a hold over us and we are talking about this these automatic reactions based on all of that stuff that we've already learned and, and absorbed, um can it can, can sort of get us into trouble. Or we might just might not be able to meet this present moment just exactly how it should be met, rather than just with all of that stuff that's hanging over us. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's
0: really, really interesting. Like, really, really interesting. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that um like it's it's really weird that you, you relay that to, to holidays as well because I think everybody tends to be their best version of themselves yeah. when they're on their holiday. Like they always say, like, I remember like um like in the past, like um going on holiday with like ex girlfriends and stuff and be like, Oh, we could we could easily live together. This is dead easy. We went on holiday <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Well, That's okay. the best <laughs> And I think that that's that because you live, you're there for the moment. Like what we're doing now, where we're going yeah, now, we're not yeah. thinking about work or the commute to work or any of that kind of rubbish. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's, I, mean,
0: that's, I mean that's harder now because everybody walks around with access to anything they've ever that's ever been produced in their pockets, um, and I think that becomes a little bit harder now to live in the moment when you're having a holiday. And it's mm. difficult to turn the phone off. It genuinely is.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I think what you said there as well. It's like certainly for me, it's it's, it's a complete rarity. Um, and when you were saying about you know being in the moment, I d- not so much just thinking you're in the moment, just act, but you noting know, you know understanding that you are in the moment. I think the only time I've ever thought I was in the moment when I was on a beach in Fiji, and you know when you, I, w- I was the opposite of stressed. I was the opposite of you know when you. you completely get stressed and just explode or implode and that's it. I was completely the opposite. I was, there was nothing. I just remember sitting there at seven o'clock in the morning, reading a book on a beach in Fiji. And it was just for, for some reason, It was. I had to capture it. I had to realize what I was witnessing and, and how I was in myself. And I'm thinking I'm absolutely at that level that I've, I've always wanted. Mm. Um and again, what Stu said about mobile phones, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for this. Um, Jenny, my girlfriend, she's she's constantly telling me to get off my phone because I'm going from here and there. Um, and this weekend, we just had a week away where I've actually, I actually left my phone at home for the full weekend um, in Wales in the caravan. Um, best thing I've ever done. Just absolutely get away. And it's the best thing I've ever done. And I really enjoyed the weekend just because... I just went. I'm getting away from it all, and I think that that to me was like, yeah, this is this is kind but of. All I need to do more.
2: Out at all. i yeah. not being on your phone.
1: No, because I mentally prepared myself beforehand to say, I'm not on these dates. I'm not doing it. If I, if she put it this way, if she'd got my phone. And just went. You're not taking that out. I've gone. Absolutely. How dare you tell me this? But because <laughs> I mentally prepared for it. I just, I just, I completely just went. No, I'm going to accept this, and I'm going to make sure that I generally have um a good time and she actually made me criticize me a little bit because she said uh, um she said let's just go for a walk i said yeah but i want to take my picture the uh, camera so i'm getting good pictures and she swim." why can't you just walk without the camera why can't you just walk and enjoy it and i went you are right but if i miss the opportunity moment of a, of, a, of a photo i'm gonna <laughs> kill you <laughs> so, so, so but she was actually right in what she was saying you know and there's, there's that famous photo of um you know, everybody on the phones, and there's that old, old, old granny there just perched on the fence. Um, It's just whatever it was either a procession or something like that, and she's there just perched on the fence, no phone, nothing, just taking that moment in. And but everyone else around her has got phones recording it. And for me, that is a complete uh, visual of of, of of mindfulness, kind of that's it being in the moment. You know, just
3: soak it in. We, we don't do enough. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. And um, you know, I was going to ask you there. Ram, did you uh, Did you feel like you you missed your phone? Did you feel like you missed anything for not having it there?
1: No, because football wasn't on. <laughs> 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 um, it was pretty. That's the thing. It's for me. It was. Um, I didn't miss my WhatsApp pinging every every two minutes. Yeah. Um, and it was only it was only friendlies at football. Champions League. I didn't really bother about the Champions League. Um, but no, I, that's I think that's the funniest thing. I, I didn't miss it. I didn't, I, it, I'm actually proud that I didn't miss it. Yeah, I'm yeah. really proud of myself.
0: That's an amazing segue, Rom. Like, I, we didn't even plan, like, genuinely, because I was going to mention that for a lot of people, going to a football game and being in that absolute moment of a football game, not filming it, just being there and enjoying it. Probably could act as a as a little bit of a stress reliever and a little bit of mindfulness because you're just in that moment watching that game, not uh, telling you you're not you know it's, it's so much different from watching it at home. You've no distractions. You're just there to watch the game. There's no replays.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I
0: think a lot of will you know you go to football regularly live to watch live football. will probably feel that that is is probably a form of maybe mindfulness
3: but definitely self-care yeah definitely and I like, you know it's, I've, I've not been to a game for, for, for a while but some of the games I remember some of the games at um, Wembley and and Highbury there's when everyone's singing in in unison that's you, you feel some type of you know vibration I don't want to say wishy-washy here but when everyone's there chanting or singing it transcends everyone's chattering mind no one's there thinking about all oh, this and that you're not got an email to write there we're not thinking about what your missus said to you or didn't say to you but everyone's there on that same level on that same same vibration it has it has a physical effect as well and you, and you feel it i think football matches are um a prime for that for uh for, for transcending all of that stuff that could be going on and just completely being in tune with everyone else and because there's more people it, it just even adds to the, the sort of power and the um, well, the, the, the magnificence of, of of the sound at times, you know.
1: I, th- I think that's what people forget as well because what you've just said there about being in the like, kind of the, the stadium and whatnot, um, and I've, I, what was running through my head was um, going to a music um, performance or something, going to see your favourite band or whatever, and for me, I'd dress that down straight away and go, nah, because I'm going to be up in the gods, I won't be able to see the act. For me, that's it, shut off, boom, gone. However, when you're there, no matter where in the stadium you are, when that bass is running through you, when that song is being played that you've always wanted to hear live, and everyone's in that moment, that's that is that's that's it. And because oh, I can't see them, you immediately just think it's just about sight, and it's not. It's about mm-hmm. sound. It's about feeling, and it's about experiencing it with with whoever you go with. And I think a lot of people like uh, certainly. If I was going to look at, like, mindfulness as being a, a something to just go, I don't want to, I can't, I can't bother with that. That for me is the, I don't want to, why should I do that? Because I can't see them on stage. But really, I'm forgetting about everything else that surrounds it. Mm-hmm.
0: That experience, isn't it? Of course I it mean, is. It's yeah. shared experience. Mm. Which mag- seems to magnify everything when it's a shared experience. It's so good. Mm. Mm. Is, it, is it? Is
2: that? Yeah, and it's well, well, is, it just, is that right? Then is that? Is she kind of giving you the right analogy on what <laughs> mindfulness is? There. So is it? For, for instance, we we're talking to a guy that said he likes to just take himself off to the cinema and go and watch a movie on his own. Mm. Is that the right scenario, or is it a case of you need to be on your yoga mat lying down? <laughs>
3: Excuse me. No, that, that's a good question. I mean, there is a difference between mindfulness and, and, and meditation. So whereas meditation will um, be a formal practice where you've you know, set some time aside and you're going to sit and meditate, whether that's lying down and doing a body scan meditation or sitting there on a chair for 30 minutes following your breath. You know, whatever it is, that's a formal meditation. Mindfulness can be... Um, is 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 that awareness that arises when we are present, right? So that can be done everywhere or anywhere, whether you're brushing your teeth or taking the, the bins out or whether you're you're going to to the cinema. Now um if if that's your you know that's a form of self-care. If you take yourself to the cinema, you're treating yourself, you want to, you know, you want to be entertained. Um I'd say it's um it's 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 different to um to, to being mindful in your everyday life. You know, because you're just you're sitting there, you're zoning out, and you're absorbing um, the, the the film. You know, it's it's, it's quite easy just to, just to sit there passively. Um, you know, what if you were sitting there with with your eyes closed, um, trying trying to meditate? Um, it's going to bring up a number of different thoughts, feelings, and emotions, which Are not necessarily um, comfortable. We don't necessarily like that's one of the main reasons why people don't meditate um, because it can be uncomfortable. We're not used to sitting in in silence or closing our eyes um, or even just sitting still. You know, if you try and sit still for 20 minutes, you'll notice that you have itches and you've got aches and pains and all this stuff going on. Um, So it's learning to, to, to be with, the uh, the feelings of, of discomfort, whether they're thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, in order to um to to, to raise our uh, awareness of of ourselves, and then when we do come off the the mat or the meditation bench into our into our daily lives with with practice, there is um, a possibility to um, to meet that moment um, as just exactly as as it is, without pushing away those. There's, there's discomforts you know there's uncomfortable feelings there's', there's thoughts or the, those emotions that, that arise in different situations that we're presented with um, are we able to actually experience that uncomfortable feeling and and, and do it anyway um, no matter what it is you know not just because, you know going on holiday or going to the cinema but having that awkward conversation with with the boss or um, trying to to quit smoking or change your eating habits you know there's um, it's, it's all practice for, 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 learning about ourselves. I mean, that's, I, I think for me experientially is, is the key to, to mindfulness and meditation. It's self-awareness, you know, it's like, what what are your reactions? I'm saying you're me, you know, what, what, what triggers me, uh, what makes me angry or frustrated and I think not having the distractions and, and actually sitting down in, in silence to, to meditate, um, actually shows me what, 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 th- what these things are. Um, and, and then you learn about yourself. Um, so I think, that, I think that's an important point to make. It's, um, as much as it sounds like it's about, um, you know, being, being relaxed or, or being calm and they are wonderful byproducts of, of, of meditation and mindfulness, but, um, but there's also that, um, understanding of, of, of ourselves, right. Um, what makes us, what makes us tick? Why do we make our decisions? Um, which I, I'm sure is very important for uh, for, for your community as well and, on the journeys that, that they're all on.
0: So you think that it just permeates into different aspects of your life, like you say, practising mindfulness on a regular basis and meditation, like you say, it, it could be decisions you make at work, it could affect uh, your relationships and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: That's pretty
3: powerful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for for example, the you know, Ross, you mentioned there being um, getting stressed in in a car or you know, getting angry in in, in that moment. Um, but you know, the, with with the meditation, we're learning how to to be with these uncomfortable um, experiences. You know, it's uncomfortable to sit there in, in silence. It's uncomfortable to sit there still. Um, when you do, with practice, learn about how to, to be with those uncomfortable situations, that, how that transpires into our daily lives is, is learning how to be with those uncomfortable situations. So like I say, that could be the, the, the traffic or the, the stress in the traffic. Uh, that could be the uncomfortable conversation with our boss, which we might just put off and put off again because we get those butterflies in our stomach or we, you know, we get that sort of clammy feeling we don't want to do something. But can we feel that? Can we actually experience that for what it is rather than judging it as being, "Oh, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm not going to do it, just feel it physically and, and, and do what we need to do anyway. That's um, like I say, experientially for, for, for me that's um, been a big help in, in, in overcoming um, certain um, sort of patterns of behavior that I'd accumulated over such a long time that I wasn't necessarily aware of. Uh, so it's just led to you know an awareness of, of some of the things I used to do that I didn't even know I was doing. I'd hate to be self-assessed like that. and am like,
1: really, I do that? No, 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 no. Don't believe it.
3: <laughs> it is. It's uncomfortable to look at ourselves. It is. I mean, we've only got ourselves to live with, and that's why I think it's it's so important, isn't it, to um to do that exploration. Um, so that, was, yeah, go on. No, Sorry,
1: no. I was gonna say, do you think that's why we put it off? That we don't want to self we we we'll condemn our our, our self-assess other people, but our assess other people, but don't. Look at ourselves, you know I should do
3: yeah i i I think that's um I think that's a fair assessment and at least again speaking for for myself, it was very sort of um external looking it's very easy to to judge other people's actions uh to know oh he's a bit of a bit of an idiot he? or he's why has he done that' I can't, he's done that, but it's it's always sort of um you know looking at probably just to make myself feel better, you know um uh, because deep down those things that we actually can um, can look at, and they're having some impact on us. Like you say, you know, that's that's annoying me about that person, frustrating me. Normally, can lead us to a bit of an understanding about our own selves, and is that the sort of actions that um, that we are, that are part of our personality? And, and normally, other people are good reflections of of us in 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 that sense. But but yeah, it's uh, I think it takes some some courage to to look at ourselves, you know, our, our habits and our behaviours and you know, our most dominant thoughts and feelings and emotions, are, are they in check? Do, you know, you know and like we said, we, we sort of said earlier on that it's, it's a very overwhelming time for, for all of us at the moment. And with so many things vying for our attention um, and not all of them positive. Are they? So it's um, learning how to uh, how, how we react to everything that's, that's, that's going on um, is, is, is quite sort of critical at the moment.
0: This year, Manvifat is raising money for Shooting Stars Children's Hospice, you who, know, due to COVID-19, are having to stop providing end-of-life and emergency respite for so many families who are still relying on them during
4: this difficult and challenging time. If you'd like to find out more information about this amazing charity,
0: then head over to manvifat.org to find out more. You've probably done a little bit of this kind of thing, though, without really realising it, wrong. So obviously you, you've been on, a, you know, to coin a phrase that we tend not to use on this program, you, you, you've been on a weight loss journey as such. So you've had to look at yourself, you've had to look at your eating habits and the habits around food and your habits around exercise anyway. And it's more kind of it taking that self-reflection onto different aspects of your life. Because yeah. you could, there's certain things and habits you had around food maybe two years ago that you don't have now because you've identified them and you've addressed them.
1: Exactly. I think, I think you absolutely perfectly put it, um, identifying and addressing, because I think when I became self-aware, my first ever time, when I became self-aware, I, oh, I was going... Hold
0: on, oh, no, hold no, on. No Terminator references now, Rome. <laughs>
1: Stabidour systems come self-aware. August oh, na- August nineteen ninety.
0: <laughs> oh <my God, laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so um, I, I came. Um, it was during uni- university. I came became self-aware for the first time, um, and it it was identifying how I learnt, and my tutor was like, right, that's how you learn. So when you go and you're doing your self studies um make sure that's that's what you kind of um attach to because if you do something else that you're not going to learn as much I was like brilliant um and I never really I never really I said I, I never really understood and addressed it because at that time I just went oh that's how I learned great great but I think if it did I probably would have passed uni no I probably would have got up at my high school but um but I think it is that being critical of yourself when you find your attributes and it's like why why do I do why did I never questioned it I just took it for what the, the teacher told me I never actually questioned it I think you know that's when you address it
0: what about you Ross do you do you think you that you're quite um aware of of certain traits that you have and certain things that you do
2: yeah massively really massively. Um, if, even from quite a young age as well um, but that's that's a whole different podcast so we won't go into that one um, but it, but more recently um, is 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 knowing that a simple one is we talk about drinking just go went away on holiday drank way too much beer on holiday so thank you for the challenge not that I'm looking forward to it but yeah it was, it was one of those where you know that you are um, and I I do it a lot in myself where like you say, driving to the meeting um, and I was, I remember getting some, sometimes to the meeting and I've got like lakes under my armpits because I'm that stressed out before I've even got there and it's not that the journey's been bad, it's not that anything like that, it's not, I'm, I'm I'm driving there going, oh, I can't, I'm not going to find a car parking space and I'm giving myself 30 minutes to park. So I'm getting stressed about that. <laughs> Have I got the right change? No one I've got, the, no, no one I've got change. And then thinking about, Oh, the meeting's going to go, like this, this is going to happen. And I just had to keep stopping myself and going, oh, just chill, relax. Remember where you are. Just, just relax. You can deal with it when you're there. And if it happens, it happens. There's nothing you could do to change it happening. But I had to get it in my own head because I was going in meetings and I'd probably had, I was drinking five, six coffees in a morning. So I was like, bla, 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 like waffling like mad. Um and then that's not doing me any better and any good anyway. So I was always kind of, I had to learn, teach myself to just go, right, stop, stop stressing about everything, all those kind of negative thoughts and stop them. Because I've I quite a believer of your negative thoughts come out when you're on your own and don't believe, don't believe that voice. When you're when you're on your own, don't believe that voice inside your head um that's what i tend to do so like i say when you you lay in bed at night and you're on your own and you well if you if you are on your own you lay there and it's it's a case of you get those little niggles of the whatever it is that you could, that you that you're doing I and mean, i always have to try and go right okay stop but it's not happened yet or it has happened and there's nothing you can do to stop it let's just try and learn from it and move on so i do do quite a lot of that to be fair
0: do you think, Adi, Do you think that it would help somebody in, in Ross's situation? I mean, you've, it sounds like that's something you've probably addressed anyway. Do you think it would it would help to turn up into the meeting, point to the car park, and just have five minutes of, of of mindfulness prior to going in?
3: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great shout, Stuart. Um, just you know, just it's just a brief pause, even if we haven't got got five minutes, um, especially if we're running late. But you know that that sort of um, just, just establishing that this this moment has now ended. I'm pausing and then moving into my next moment. You know, and that could be a real great um, sense of sort of grounding and and presence and allow all of the things that have just happened there in the lead up to the moment before you go into the door of the meeting. We, we can leave them all there. With with then five deep breaths and 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 it's incredible the, uh, the the impact that can have walking into that meeting just just to create a, create a pause and whether it's sort of five ten ten deep breaths um, I, th- I think a pause is, a, is is a great technique and you know whether that's sort of in between in between emails um, some people that I, that I've spoken to they do it anytime they enter a door so anytime they go through a door archway you just take take a pause just take one deep breath. And, and then they'll enter, um, and it's, it sounds so simple, but it's just so easy to forget. But but can just really help to interrupt those um, those sort of really um, incessant thought patterns that, that that might be occurring. Well, we we tend to live a narrative, don't we, in our own heads—the um, story of our own lives—and and everything's always it's, it's, it's always going on. It's always going on. It's always going on. And um, just just that little just that little intentional pause. Um, can can be a great a great way to um, yeah to, to to check in with ourselves. Basically. Yeah, it's good
2: that because one of the things I always or read up on was um, you only get all the memes that fly around, and it was uh, a bad five minutes doesn't mean a mean a bad day because I was living my life like that. You get up and you can't find one of your shoes or something. You know what I mean? It's always the case. There's something, and it, it literally costs you an extra thirty seconds to find whatever you're trying to find. And then that one thing, then it would then snowball and it'd ruin the rest of my day. And I know it sounds really silly, but mm. it's not. It's it's one of those where, oh, now because I've done that, I would I would have already been in the car, I would have been this way. Or, I, you know, and then I, in my mm. own head, I was then going through the whole, well, this has gone wrong now. So that means the car part's not going to be, it's going to be busier because I've come, I've got there later. And, but I had to, I had to keep with that whole, a bad five minutes doesn't mean it's a bad day. So I had to so yeah, <laughs> kind of do it yeah, like yeah. that and and
3: just 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 the mind um w- way of working as well and we're we're very much sort of hardwired aren't we for for, for the negative side of things negative bias is is, is is quite a real thing so if something does go wrong it's it's very easy to then those four negative thoughts to come up and then we one attaches to another one attaches to another, and it just goes on and on and on um but but yeah t- taking that. Let like you say that little intervention that you made, that little saying, um, or a couple of deep breaths, or let like you say t- touching your body and, and being present, or the contact points on the ground, just to to bring you back here and now and realize that all of that stuff that's going on in in your head is literally they are just just going on. They're just mental events. You know, they. Someone described them as um as waves. You know, they're just thoughts that are just waves. They, they come up, they go back into the ocean. So. You know, we we just have to learn to um, maybe surf the waves <laughs> a little bit. Um, but but yeah, like I say, the, 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 to, to stop the thoughts is is near enough in, in, impossible, and we only have to try that for a few minutes to to experience that fully. Um, but really, we can with with the mindfulness is change our relationship to the thoughts that that arise. You know, do do we have to engage in them all the time, or do we have a choice? are they my own thoughts did I actually choose to think that thought do they, do, normally no but you know they, they tend to just sort of arise and then we, we, we get um on, on the train and then you know we continue it along I mean in hindsight Ross you probably wouldn't have had that whole stream of thoughts that pretty much ruined your whole day just in your mind yeah. we wouldn't yeah. would choose to, to to do that but um but we do have a choice to then, you know, with, with the mindfulness, we can develop that capacity to to observe them um, and then see them for, for what they are, just mental events that that come and go, that come and go.
1: Hi, Roman here. Thank you for listening to the Man V Fat Podcast. If you like this episode and want to hear more like them, you can find us on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. Hit subscribe and turn on your notifications to make sure you're always up to date. Why I'm just going back? Why 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 is that? Do you think that the going like the negative thoughts are hardwired into us? Why is it that we attach ourselves to negative thoughts, or that's you know that's what we think of first kind of thing? Because you know, is it the world that surrounds us? Because when I know when I'm, when I'm looking at my phone, all that comes through for the, from the local newspaper is just negative. Bloody news um, mm. post going. Man gets stabbed. Somebody's been found dead. Whatever. So why can't we celebrate any positive news? Um, you know, and that's. So why why is it like we never focus on the the the, the positive side of thoughts? Mm.
4: Mm.
1: You know, is it a case is it a case of like shoes used before now? We never concentrate on the on the quick wins like going into uh, Matalan and not realizing that the. the them them jeans don't fit you anymore. So you just can naturally go for the size up. You know, we never think, oh wow, well, we've put on a weight, we need to do something about that. We've gone, ah, oh, okay, I I could just buy, you know, the size 40 instead of size 38 waist. But that's actually going to going towards a negative because you're putting the, the weight on. So and you know, why? Why is it? Is there an answer to it? Why are we so hardwired to be negative?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting point, and I, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't have the, the the full answer to that. I mean, what what's coming up in my mind is the um, just how we've evolved from um, you know perhaps our ancestors, the caveman times. we have hardwired then, or we evolved to um, sense danger, negative stuff, right? So there's a danger, and then there's this automatic um, response the fight-or-flight response we can prepare ourselves to either face that danger um, or run away um, so, so that's what's coming up in my mind now is, is that sort of negative stuff stands out more because it's had to in the past and as we've evolved it's sort of um, unfortunately that side of things hasn't as, as, as evolved as much and then, then what you say there um, Roman about um, the state of the world and um, the fact that we just <laughs> you know, inundated with, um, negative, uh, negative news from, from, from all angles. Um, it's, and and then you've got the the sensationalism and, um, the the scandal and it's, it's more interesting. It gets us going a little bit more. Um, unfortunately, I think that's, that's a, a human, um, a human trait that we, uh, we sort of can engage in that sort of stuff more, but, can we celebrate ourselves as, as much? I think we need to learn to. Um, can we celebrate the, pe- the people around us if they're doing a little bit better than us? I don't know. I think there's the, the human sort of trait would would say, no, deep down, we, we're probably not that that happy for those around us, you know? And if not truly happy with ourselves, how can we be happy with, um, you know, the the, the, the the people around us and, and the things going around us? So I think ultimately, it, yeah, it starts with us, doesn't it? It starts with the individual um about yes, it's celebrating those those small wins, um, mm. whatever they may be, um, and not sort of judging or evaluating them in comparison to, you know, getting a ten grand pay rise. You know, is just <laughs> dropping dropping one gene size a reason to celebrate? I, I think so. Yes, because you, you're on your journey, and and, and and that's you know that that's what's there in in front of your moment. But but we we, we tend to compare as well, don't we? Is like, is it as good as that, or is it as good as Tim Jones next door.
1: So yeah. I think that all,
3: that all comes into it as well, yeah.
1: I think a lot of people do compare apples apples and oranges <laughs> straight away, but think they're comparing apples and apples
3: that they're not. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think I heard a quote the other day, comparison is the thief of joy. And the, yeah, it sat, sat well with me, that one. It's, very, it's still very true, doesn't it? Comparison, the thief of joy. Rather, if you're in your own lane and, and just focusing on who who you were yesterday and if you're a little bit better today, that's a success, isn't it? Because we're, yeah. we're, we're the heroes of our own movie, right? We just get told we're living boring lives and only people in Hollywood and, and in Essex <laughs> are having a good time. <laughs> but this, this life here now is what we're living and that's all that's we've got. So we might as well present, be present and, and engage with it fully as, as possible um, rather than pushing our, our hours away because we're comparing it to, to everything else that's, that's going on around us.
1: Well, if you can find a quick win in 2020, because 2020 has been a right shit storm. So if you can find a quick win in 2020, then uh, yeah, positive breaking through. (laughs)
0: There's quick wins all over the show. You're just harder to look for them. There's quick wins all over the show. There's just less of them and it's harder to look for them. What what you've got to remember is that moment you had on that beach in Fiji, that happens every single day, whether you're there or not. Yeah. So that happens every day whether Roman's there or not, but you were just in that moment at that time mm-hmm. with, them, with that experience that led you to that moment on that beach in Fiji. Yeah,
3: that's that's you, a really interesting point, Stu, yeah. i also yeah, say you as well you
0: that... Know, if you'd have lost your shoe like Ross in the morning... <laughs> yeah, no, genuinely, if you'd have lost your shoe and, and, oh, I've lost my shoe, now I've missed the bus to the beach, now that you, you would have had that moment.
3: Yeah. And, and, and enough just to add to that, Stu, as well... Um, Roman, that, that feeling that as, as well, Ross, as well, in Spain and Fiji as well, that, it, that feeling is, is internal, you know, that whatever you experience there, although your external environment suggests, you know, paradise and, and beauty, I wouldn't say that's the, the reason for your, your feeling like that. That's part of your environment in that moment. But that feeling can be harnessed and can be experienced in, in any environment. Um and, and mindfulness I I would say is um is is a path to to doing that. And it's not to say everything becomes like a beach holiday. It's just we are able to experience it without all of the boundaries that that we've 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 got in our minds, you know, and then that moment will be whatever that moment is. Um but it's just about engaging with it um as as fully as as possible, just because. That moment is all there is, whether it's in an office, in a car stuck in traffic doing the shopping, or on a beautiful beach in the Bahamas. It's that's all semantics.
1: I think you're right because at that moment in time, I didn't have any boundaries, so I think it was just, oh wow, this is this is it. So you know, no, but you had my shoe
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? My shoe? Don't even know you then. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, I just want to touch on just. Um, <laughs> Talking a little bit, we're talking a little bit about society and, and and constantly bombarded with with negative images and negative thoughts. Um, do you think that mindfulness is something that we could teach children in schools?
3: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think it's it's beginning to be taught in schools. I know the uh, there's a pilot study, a three year study starting in twenty We'll go to next year. There's a number of schools that are, um, are partaking in it. Uh, so it's government led, uh, parliament led. That um, they, yeah, they're, they're rolling it out and and um, you know running these little mindfulness sessions and, and meditation sessions for for children. Um, yeah i think it's incredible you know if, if 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 we have these these faculties um and these these, these skills and, and they are skills i mean in today's societies these things take practice just because they're so unnatural to us uh, so starting as, as as children um to develop these um the, the, this ability to to be present and and be with your own feelings and your thoughts and emotions without having to be reactive towards them um it can only be you know promising for for, for, for the future. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's essential. Um, and it's, it's free, right? It's just a case of be, being there and, and, and doing it. Um, I think as well, it's as it's important to know with, with the meditation, it's, um, you know, it's not like just getting a massage or, you know, popping a pill, you know, it's not a quick fix. It's more like, um, you know, learning to play an instrument, you know, or raising a child there's, there's effort, there's commitment, there's ups and there's downs, but you're, you're committed to it, right and that, that, that's pretty much um, what, what's the important part of it um, but yeah, I think um, I think the, I think the kids deserve it I think yeah, I think that the planet can only benefit from, um, from a mindful population
1: I think that's a completely valid point. I think that yeah that should, that should be done with the kids in
3: schools
0: make it habit and then we'll all be okay.
3: That's it, yeah. Create some good um, habits.
0: Yeah, that's it. Now, we were going to go to Ross's quiz, but I'm going <laughs> to throw, throw a little curveball in, right? <laughs> so I think that, and if you're okay with Sergeant, will you, will you walk us through a little a little breathing exercise or mindfulness, just a few minutes, and yeah. somebody who literally, to so imagine, like literally, we have not got a clue this is our first time ever doing it, um, and obviously, if you're listening to this, whether you're on the bus, whether you're at your desk, whether you're working from home, whether you, I know some of you guys listening in the gym, once you say yourself off, sit down somewhere and I want everybody to go through this with us together. So if you're listening to uh-huh. it, just take yourself off somewhere quiet and let's go for it.
1: Yeah, don't be like standing at a train track ready to go on the train because you might have fallen to the train track. So it's just, just remove yourself from danger if you're near any danger. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go and lie down. I'm going to give you a minute. <laughs> take us to bed like you did last time. I'm going. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down now. There we go.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. So, how, how we,
1: are we sitting up? Are we what, we do, what we're doing? What? How, how do you? How do you pose? What do you do?
3: Yeah. So I will take you through it. So whether we're we're sitting down on a chair or, or lying down, first you just just. Just feel the contact points on the floor. So this might be your um, the soles of your feet on the ground. This might be um you know your back and shoulders lying down on on a mat, the buttocks on a chair. And just feel yourself in a comfortable yet dignified posture. So what, what that means for you, feeling feeling of being dignified. So that's not being rigid or you know, really sort of strict and firm. It's 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 alert yet relaxed. And then just allow the
4: shoulders to fall away from the ears.
3: Perhaps feel for your head just suspended above your shoulders. It's not too rigid. Imagine it's sort of floating.
4: And I'll just take a Take a
3: quick scan of the entire body. from the crown of the head down to the toes.
4: Just notice any obvious tension anywhere you might be holding on. Just allow them to be released. Now just allow... Your awareness to rest upon your breathing. There's no need to control or try to regulate how the breath comes in and out. Simply allowing it to do its thing. As you breathe in, just feeling for the physical sensations. But the most apparent for you is the chest expanding, the stretching of the abdomen, softly exhaling, it's feeling the muscles relaxing. Breathing in, feel the lungs filling up with air. And breathing out, just feeling the air coming out of the nostrils. It's completely normal for the mind to, to get distracted, something fine for its attention. And without being being hard on yourself, just gently guiding your attention back to the breath and the natural rhythm of your breathing. Breathing in. You feel the stretching of the abdomen. Breathing out, gentle falling the abdomen. When you're ready. Just allowing your eyes to open and just receiving receiving any sights, any objects in your surrounding. Just noticing and observing. There we have it. A, a brief,
3: brief meditation for you. Uh, welcome back. Absolutely
1: amazing. Awesome. Not going to lie, but how, how long was that? Like five minutes. I feel like I've been
3: like an hour. Seriously, <laughs> I think that was about yeah, just about two or two or three minutes. And that's that's really all it all it takes. And as you go, Roman, that's that's experiential. Just a couple of minutes to check in with yourself can can actually have, have that type of impact. I
2: found that really hard to keep my mind on breathing. I found it really difficult. Um, I found that difficult. Enjoy, don't get me wrong, I, I, I quite enjoy doing that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, I still find yeah. it hard to keep my mind on now. Yeah, it
3: is It is hard, mate. It is. I think the, um, the Buddhists describe the mind as a, uh, a drunken monkey that's been bitten <laughs> by a scorpion. <laughs> just, it's just a great visual, isn't it? And and that's pretty much sums it up. It's it's when we do try to just to, to sit there and, and 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 be still that the uh, the mind then just goes absolutely um, berserk, um, and then we just keep coming back to the breath. We keep coming back to the breath, or if we're doing the body scan, we we, we go back to the the guidance, whether it's the different regions in our body, um, and we keep coming back and. There's no good or bad meditation. the The actual sitting to do it or lying down to do it is is the, a good meditation. so there's you know it can be quite off-putting you know if, if there are the, a lot of these thoughts and we feel like we, we can't concentrate um, but um, but yeah, over time um, we, we we learn to to sit with them um, but but yeah, like I say it's uh, it, it isn't easy. It's, um, it does take practice and that's why they
2: call it a practice Oh <laughs> well, thank you for that I appreciate it
0: I just enjoyed the breathing I just enjoyed the deep breaths like it gives you it gives me when I breathe properly and deeply it gives me you kind of when you open your eyes you feel a little bit <laughs> it's like a drunk feeling in a way mm. you I had that same bit, feeling yeah yeah you feel a little bit kind of um a little bit drunk, in a way. Just for
1: a yeah. couple of seconds, and then you kind of sent yourself a little bit of... I think what was yeah, with me, when, yeah. he said, when he said, when he said, the, look, open your eyes, and just bec- become aware of the objects, I wasn't looking at a shelf and going, oh, a shelf. I was looking at the, or the detail, I was looking at just the objects, and I, was, I saw my room, like, differently for, sort, for some reason. I was like, wow, that's, it was more shadows and colours, as opposed to mm. actual objects.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and that, that's, that's, again, that's just our mind that we can label everything because it, it knows that as a sofa it knows that as a table or, you know, a bowl or a picture. Um, but yeah, well, you sort of transcended all of that and can just uh, receive these things just um, without all of the need to mentally label stuff or evaluate stuff. And that's just a perfect example of how that, um, that, that level of awareness can, um, you know, transmute to, to our daily lives. You know, can we then receive our our environment in in that fresh and and that um, that unique um, that unique way that, that you just explained? So, yeah, great. I'm glad that you uh, you, you said that there. Yeah,
0: good. Game. Excellent, Ross. Yes, mate. Is a, a couple of questions.
2: I've just closed them all down.
0: Joking!
2: On, <laughs> I'm kidding. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a number one to ten.
0: Uh, you can go on. I'll let you do me. Uh, I'm
2: going for three. How many times has Roger Federer won the French Open? Don't ask three. me
3: when the, Don't mess with me. <laughs> Am I shouting out one? or writing down? We can shout writing out. Writing these down. Yeah, down. Shout yeah good. we'll shout out. Go yeah, on. shout out this one. Yeah. Go for three
0: then. The French Open. <laughs> I'm gonna say never.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be something like that. Way it's gonna be a low low one. So I'll I'll say I'll say one because it's between never and three. <laughs>
2: it's one. Well done, Ram. Isn't but, uh,
1: isn't the French Open normally Andy Murray's territory?
2: I don't know. I don't, these are just random, mate. This is why I ask the questions because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You make it look like you're amazingly t- educated. <laughs> give
2: me, give me a number one to ten, Rob. Uh, I'll go for number six. Katrina Johnson Thompson is a world champion in which sport?
1: Never even heard that name.
0: Can I say? I'm going to say long jump.
2: You're close. She does do a bit of that. <laughs> if that mm. gives you a clue, yeah, <laughs> a clue,
0: that, yeah. i will hept- he- heptathlete,
2: there. A heptathlon, yes. Well done. Uh, last one, Stu. Uh,
0: seven, please, mate.
2: Which country did the F1 legend Ayrton Senna come from? Yeah, uh, we know this one. Brazil? Brazil, it is. Did everyone else get that? You I was going to say Argentina. I was going to say Argentina. Actually, I, I, I thought it was Argentina. I didn't think it was Brazil.
0: <laughs> I didn't know he's F one better than what we do. Just, there's a great
3: documentary on him. I don't
1: yeah, know. What I've seen sounds, that yeah. documentary
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really well, I've not seen a documentary, so it's too hard. Did you get? How did you not get that? I know it's called Senna. Watch it; it's really good. Yeah. How did yeah. we yeah. not know that? It's really good. <laughs> Arian, thank you for your time. That's absolutely amazing. Thank um, you we'll for having me on, guys.
3: It's uh, it's been okay. a pleasure. Yeah.
0: And also, as well, uh, there's an archived talk as well. Um, talk that Arian did that was that was brilliant as well, walking you through how to get started. Excellent. Amazing.
1: Thank you very much, Adram.
3: Awesome. Hi, yeah, you. no, welcome. Cheers, guys.
0: We'll be back with episode six very soon. Thanks for listening, guys.